Welcome to the Big Small Business Show, and uh, this is uh, part two of my interview with Sashin Mudli. He's the founder of Emita Building Solutions, and uh, what he's trying to find out is uh, how to cash flow his property development uh, business. So, Sashin, I just want to start off by saying that, like in, in the inset, you said you, you started by um, selling yourself, like you did a lot of sales yourself, so you learned what the clients want. Uh, you know, to me, out of the, uh, the whole thing, I, I just stuck on that the most because I think that's the most important thing for any entrepreneur is to understand what the client wants. And when, when you started talking about how quickly you sold, it, to me, I think the two are very correlated. If you understand what, if you in front of the client, you hear what their needs are, you build a better product, it's easier to sell that product and you probably find the price point uh, is the right price point. But let's start there with the price point. So, so I didn't go into this during the part one, but I generally find that there are very small changes you can make to a product. In, in, in your case, your product's a, a house, a home, uh, in order to get slightly more, to make slightly more margin. So those margins add up if you're turning properties i don't i don't know what you spoke about nine months in in part one uh, that you would turn a whole property development but if you're turning your property over more and more and you're making a slight slight margin increase on on, on than you're making now that adds up more and more and more and that goes back into your cash flow for as long as you don't eat that uh, in terms of overhead and that you put that away in, in, to start becoming I'm going to say your own man in terms of your, your, your own cash flow. So the first place I would look at is the product and say, could I squeeze another 1,000 Rand or 9,900 Rand out of this? Like, could I squeeze another 10,000 Rand out of, out of this product? And if the answer is no, then the question after that is, how could I? If do I, Would I have to put a different shower unit in for it to have that perception? Would I have to put make products in the kitchen in order to do that? What, what would I have to do in order to squeeze out that extra 10,000 or 50,000, whatever the case may be in, in your instance? So I'm looking always for margin first. Whenever you're looking, whenever there's a question around cash flow, the first place I go to is margin. Go to margin, margin, margin. And margin relates to differentiation and relates to the product. So that's place number one. Number two is to, uh, put down here to pre-sell faster. But I don't know if you can or can't because it sounds in when you told me how quickly you know you, you sell, I was quite shocked in a positive way that you um, you sell you, you sell so quickly. And you sell quicker because you have a better product, okay, or you've positioned that, or you've got better marketing. So you market better than anyone else. And the second place that you can use is better marketing. So better marketing means that you create better demand and better demand means that you'll sell quicker and if you sell quicker and you've got that extra margin, now your, your cash is starting to cycle more and, you, and, and so now you've got more buying power and so you're buying cheaper and, 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 and so on and so forth. So those little, that, that 10,000 Rand, don't dismiss that 10,000 Rand. You, when you multiply that out, with the cycles, it becomes, it, it starts to spin like a, a snowball. The second thing is to go and get that overdraft facility. Now, it, it, I'm trying to think that maybe you're not saying something on, on air as to why you don't have an OD facility. 
But to me, to have that OD facility is incredibly important. So go build a relationship with your bank manager. Let them understand the financials. Bank managers will give you the, the facility if they see that there is this financial discipline, your books are in order, there's financial discipline, and there's margin. So that talks to that. So maybe get your margin right, then you get your OD facility right. In fact, I'd do that. And then I'd look at an investor. But I, I, I love the way that you've done it in the project by project because you basically de-risk yourself from a, a, an investor. The investor comes in and they're taking the cash flow, the cash flow um, pressure away from you in that moment. But you're paying, you're paying for it in a way that you're paying away margin for that, right? So if that investor, from an investment point of view, you might want to think about getting an investor at the top level, okay. Okay? not in the property at some point, is that you turn around and say, okay, Mr. Investor, you have to promise me that, that um, you will always uh, back, back this five-month gap, okay? and you've got enough money for six units, eight units, 10 units, 20 units, and so I can start to make more and more. So, so for me, that last piece is start, something you start to work on quite early in now. But that investor, if they, they're worth their, you know, their weight in salt, will say to ask you the question, the same questions. Let's look at the product, let's look at the margins, let's look at your OD facility, because investors also want to make sure that you don't always need them, that they are there to spin, to get the ball rolling, and then the business makes enough cash to fund itself with the banks in place. So they are, you need to see them as a catalyst, not as the solution. They're not the bank. They're the catalyst that gets things going so that there is enough, uh, enough proof that the bank now can fund each, uh, each rollout. So ideally what you're wanting is not the bank to pay you from month five, but from month zero to month five as well, and to fund that piece as well. They'll only do that if you've got a balance sheet. Okay, and so you have to build your balance sheet which is what the investor will help you do up front. And unfortunately, early on, that balance sheet is going to be cash. Okay, because you're going to have you no know, assets unless you're going to rent some of your own properties out, which might be another solution. But I think that's enough to think about uh, for now. I hope that uh, gets the, the gray cells going, and uh, best of luck out there. That was awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, that's it uh, for part two um, uh, today. And do remember, we've got our uh, entrepreneurial tips coming through later in the show. And uh, up next, of course, is our series on how to build an FMCG brand. In studio with us today, we continue our series on building your own FMCG brand with uh, Ryan Chef Lurie, who's founder of Namia Japan, a very high caffeine drink. And uh, we've been talking about, you know, step by step, how to be thinking about building your brand. But the one thing that, Ryan, that I, I see uh, a mistake that entrepreneurs make is like setting the targets. You know, they, they build these Excel spreadsheets about what, you know, how, the volumes that they're going to sell. And, you know, it's, it's just a drag 10, 20, 30, and let's just drag it. And then we're going to have a, a, a million units sold. So how does one go about you know, designing your targets relative to the strategy? So again, thanks for having me on the show. Um, I, I, think, I think that 
target setting is is an area that a lot of entrepreneurs want to stay away from um, because they have their templates as you've said they download it and there it is this is how you do it it raises 10 percent, then 20 percent, then 50 percent and on paper <laughs> the world is simple right but in reality it's not the case we've spoken about a product being like your child you need to look at target setting the same way is you have these milestones that you want to put in place but they have to be relative to your strategy to your overall strategy if you want your child to walk in the first 12 months or the first 10 months then you need to be helping them develop to do that so you need to be conscious around how you set your targets and that they make sense aligned to costings aligned to budget aligned to production schedules aligned to things that are happening in the world at that point in time as well and just to know however long you think it's going to take and however high you think you're going to get in terms of your your numbers you're way off yeah and i think that's the reality us as entrepreneurs um have to navigate is the the fact that we required as ryan said to to put down targets that are intentional and logical yet we also logically have to understand that we're not going to achieve them either below or above the, those targets that's it uh, for this insert we'll be right back straight after this <music>